What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameribraid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that Ameribraid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to merrybraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back again. It's me, your host, Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks. Here, as always, is Noah, the Antioch River Forge. And this week, we got Brigham Kendall hanging out with us here to recap the madness that has been 2023. What's going on, fellas? It's just getting ready for New Year's, man. Happy New Year's. That was a long pause there. <laughs> I didn't want to cut off Brigham there. Yeah, uh, we're, we're here to kick off 2024 uh, with you guys. We're going to do a little bit of a recap of what happened in 2023 um, and and talk about all the you know great things that we have in the future to look forward to in 2024. I was doing a little bit of listening uh, earlier this morning to our first episode of 2023, um, we had B Cone on and we were talking about, uh, new year's resolutions and how they're basically BS. And, um, and so we, but we talked about goals for 2023 and Ryan's goal was to, what was it? It was uh, kick ass every single day or something like that. Um, keep crushing it or something oh, like that. Yeah. Keep crushing it. Uh, was, was his goal. My goal. Well, I had several goals for 2023 and they were to make integral chef knives um, and to get lots of Ameribraid shit. And I think I did both of those things. So uh, I actually got more more Ameribraid stuff than I was planning on. I ended up getting the full-on grinder, the stand, and all the other accessories that I have. And especially that the WIP attachment that has allowed me to, to make the integrals that I've been able to do. And just kind of kickstart the next level of my making. And the goal that I didn't talk about was that I really wanted to focus less on lower end knives at higher volume and focus more on the fancy custom knives like the Damascus integrals. And my order list right now significantly reflects that. So uh, I'm very happy. It might've taken all year, but Hey, it still happened in 2023. So I, I'd say that my goals were achieved uh, Brigham, did you have any goals for 23 and were they achieved? So I'm not a huge goal person, but I'd like to be, I guess I should say I'm not a huge like new year's resolution thing. Um, my goal is to suck less at everything I do, which means practice more. Um, and then there was some purchasing things that I wanted to get past. Like, I guess one goal I had was to go to uh, blade show, which I did that. 
Um, I also purchased a press this year. So that was another big thing. Um, It's a 24-ton Uncle Al's, I think, um, which I have managed to ruin a lot of billets of steel with, which has been great. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, um, other than that, like, I I do set goals for work and stuff like that. Um, You know, basically, if I could just keep from becoming bankrupt every year, I've had a successful year. (laughs) Winning. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I know you definitely made some progress this year. I've, I've noticed uh, watching your work and um, seeing the progress and in, in the blades that you finished and, you know, getting a giant press like that, that's a huge shop improvement. So uh, I'm excited to see what comes out of that for sure. Well, it's uh, funny because I got, I, say. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I bought it right before I drove to um, Georgia, right? Like I bought it like the yeah. day before I left. And I didn't even get it until like a week or two after, or a week. It was like a month and a and a couple weeks later. And I've maybe, I've made like four knives on it. Maybe I just haven't had time. So that'll be one of my goals this year, um, is just spend more time in the shop, man. Like, I'm too busy with, uh, with work, work, and you know, running my own business and other, yeah, for sure. It takes up time. Other things, yeah. So aside from like just goals, I mean, aside from, so you get your press, you, you went to blade show. Is there anything else that happened this year that you were really excited about or really proud of? Didn't you do like um, a damn steel uh, build along? I did do the damn steel build. Yeah, I did the damn steel build along. And what was cool, like um, after the chef invitational, Mareko stayed online a little bit and I didn't win anything, but he said that, his mer I don't know. I can't talk today. He said that my knife was one of his favorite, and I don't know if that's because I was just in the room with him, and he was being courteous. But uh, still cool to hear somebody like Mareko say that. You know what I mean? Like, because I I did think that's it was awesome. A great well, knife. oh, I do too, and I I don't think that Mareko is an ingenuous person. I think he's very genuine, and I don't think he would have said that unless he meant it. Um, so that's fantastic. And yeah, I think you did a great job and you went a little outside the box of what some of the other people were doing and it paid off, man. I really, uh, I really liked that knife. That was good. Is it, did you sell that Thanks. one? I did sell it and it, and I sold it for more money than I've sold any other knife, which, you know, makes sense because it was also probably more expensive than any other knife I've ever made. I mean, just the steel was like 80 bucks, oh, yeah. I think. So, but it was still it was so good and like it, it performed wonderfully. I still need to get better at things, but uh, it still performed really good. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that was, it was really a great knife. And like I said, you know, you're, you've come a long way just in this year and you can see it from, you know, the pictures of the fit and finish and the different, I would say the more so the design aspects, you know, everybody's always looking, you know, they're saying, I want, I want, you know, to figure out my style and, and then they kind of experiment with like a bunch of different styles. And I think you're really, uh, really starting to come into something. And I really enjoy seeing your work when it pops up. Well, thanks, man. I mean, I think the knife is a good example of that. Well, thank you. I would definitely was trying to do something a little different. Um, cause I, I like, I like your style a lot. I like Jason Knight style. A lot. I like, like Dennis Tyrell, you know, there's, there's all these styles and I've been like kind of trying to include everybody's style into what I do. Um, 
And hopefully that way I make my own style without totally ripping somebody off. That's my goal is to not rip somebody off. Like, like, you know, if you try to make a Ness muck or something like that, everybody's going to say you're going to look like Matt Gentry. His is like so unique, you know, and I love that blade profile. So I can't even come close to making something like that or else I'll be ripping him off. You know what I mean? Where if you add a clip yeah. to something, it looks cool. It's not really ripping Jason Knight off because, you know, he didn't invent it. He just made it look cooler, brought it back, I guess. But I don't know. It's. Yeah, it's tough I, to I, I appreciate what style. you said about you liking my style, but also with ripoffs, that's all my style is. It's just a ripoff of Jason Knight. Let's be honest. And then I've told Jason that, like, you know, he knows. <laughs> like, well, it just kind of naturally progressed. How, I mean, how did I, you learn? When I started that? off, well, I learned from his Forge series, and exactly. so it just kind of naturally progressed from that. So, yeah, well, and that was when happened. I went out. When I went out and took a class from Jason, my goal was to not come back having stuff look exactly like his. So if you look at the knives I made compared to the other knives that were in that class, all the other knives had a big long clip and were awesome. But mine's kind of like this broke back uh, drop point. And everybody was like, oh, that's really different. And even Jason Knight was like, you know, what? I really like the profile of this, which that was super cool. You know, and it was me just trying not to look like everybody else because but at the same time, it's like, I love Jason Knight's line, not lines. Like um, I was carrying, I went to church today and carried his pocket kukri and I opened that thing up and oh, just yeah. like, like it, in my mind, it's like one of the most perfect knives. Like I know it's not, but the lines on it, it's just so pretty, you know? But. And it's, you know, it's great for a knife to be functional. Like that's always number one. But like a very close number two is like it has to be aesthetically pleasing. You have to look at something and want to use it like you want to be holding it like that's that's the goal. And especially when you're talking about, you know, knives in like the kitchen or well, let's just go with that. Just knives in the kitchen. You want you want something to stand out from the rest of the knives that are there and you want to want to use it because of the way that it looks, you know, like, yes, it needs to perform once you do. But you want to you want to be attracted to it visually. And that's an important aspect of it. So would you say that's more totally. important than, than the way it feels though? No, no. How could no. it be? You won't use Perform it if it's I don't not know. comfortable. It's, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Performance is number one. And, and performance in my mind includes, you know, the comfort and the grip and everything. You know, the performance isn't just, you know, the edge geometry. The performance is your interaction with the knife and the usability of it in my mind. Yeah, I agree with that. Ryan? Is there, uh, is there anything that you can think of this year that was pretty exciting that, you know, stands out to you as a highlight of 23? No, I'm weird, man. <laughs> I, I don't even like, it drives my wife nuts. Like if, if I accomplish something, it's nothing to me. I'm like, oh, fuck next. Like it just doesn't affect me for some reason. It's kind so of, so do you curse. set goals? I would like, you set I would like to feel good at some point. But like, <laughs> even when I accomplish a goal, it's like, huh? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so do you okay, set goals? Right. Then? There was there was that. Not really. I mean, what did I say at the beginning of the year? Just keep crushing it. See, that's very yeah. vague. That's, that's that vague. that gives me a lot of leeway. And after I said that, I totally forgot about it. Noah had to go back and see what I said. I just kept doing what I do, doing my thing, and it turns out I did continue to crush it this year yeah you did 
Yeah. I more than doubled my sales of last year. <clears throat> Good job, um, man. Got some tooling upgrades. You got some tooling upgrades. You're doing stabilized wood that you're now selling to the public. You've got mm-hmm. a recurring order from a restaurant. You're like upgrading in your personal Yeah, but health. I got that. I got that in 2022. Yeah, but like right at the end of it. And but you've you've made major you strides it. in your personal health, in your diet, and you're working towards you know exercise and things like that. Uh, it's been a great year for you, man. You stopped bathing and yeah. brake cleaner. Exactly. Yeah, you stopped I brushing did. your teeth with brake clean. I mean, that's fantastic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I did all those things. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean. Listeners, you you really need to have seen the look on Ryan's face right now. I apologize that you don't get to see it because that that was fantastic. Yeah, I did. So I did all those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you crushed it. I you smiled did. a lot at Blade Show, and people from here noticed it. They were like, yeah. they were like, I've never seen you smile that much." It's like, well, I wasn't around you fuckers. <laughs> I was actually in a happy place. Yeah, it was good. It was good. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, so this, this year was pretty, it was pretty good. I can't complain. Can't no, complain. I wouldn't say so. Not many bad things happened this year. I lost my doggy, but that's part of life. Yep. Other than that, it was a pretty solid year. So let's see here. Major, I was supposed to have thought of this beforehand because like I knew I was going to ask this question, but for some reason I didn't think of my answers. Oh, wait, I started to. I started a list and then I got distracted. Um, start a list of the things that I accomplished this year, but I didn't actually finish it. So I think the number one thing that I, one of our um, first shows of 23 was with um, Andrea DeLeon. And I was talking to her about my plans to, to get a tattoo of, you know, forging tongs on my left hand or left arm and then a hammer on my right. And she actually like finished the sentence for me. And I was like, wait, is that not an original idea? And she's like, I know like three guys that have that tattoo. (laughs) Come on. And then I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't get it. She's like, no, 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 get it. You should still get it. You came up with the idea on your own. Like just, just because it's not original doesn't mean you can't do it. And I was like, all right, fine. All right. So the way that I work with tattoos is very unlike Ryan, where if I get an idea for a tattoo, I leave it sit in my head for about a year. And if at the end of that year, I still think it's cool then I'll get it. And all I have up to this point was my wedding ring. (laughs) I'm totally cool with that one. That one was no problem. But uh, when I first started forging back in 2020, it came to my head, like how cool would it be to have forging tongs on my tong hand and a hammer on my hammer hand? And I kind of forgot about it. And so then three years after the fact, I'm like, oh, I'm still doing this. Like I didn't give this up. Like I didn't, you know, it didn't go the way of all my other hobbies. I, I think I need to get this tattoo. So I finally found an artist that I liked and uh, shout out to Christina Louise at um, old soul tattoo in Wenatchee. And she did a phenomenal job and got me my forging tongs on my left hand. And I'll be doing the hammer um, sometime this year. I just haven't decided. I have a lot of hammers and I really like all of them. And I can't decide which hammer I want. The tongs were easy. I use I, like the, um, the V-bit tongs I use constantly. I use them for freaking everything. Um, so that was easy to decide. Um, so I, I just wouldn't gotta, do a dog's head. I hate dog's head hammers. I don't know okay, how people good. use them. That's too phallic. 
<laughs> yeah, I can see that. Can no, it's either going to be uh, <laughs> it's either going to be a crossbeam or a rounding hammer. And my favorite hammers are still from the old Hickory Ford, John Nor- John Norwood. I absolutely love his hammers. I have three of them now. And so anyways, I just kind of have to decide which hammer I want. So anyways, that was a long spiel about one single thing that happened this year. The other awesome thing was like we've already mentioned a couple times is I got to go to Blade and that was really huge for me. Like I do not leave the state of Washington. Like I've been to like Canada, like just across the border and I've been to Oregon and I've been to Idaho, but like we're talking like once in like three years have I gone out of state and I've been to Hawaii a couple times, but that was because my sister lived there. Other than that, like I've never been anywhere. I don't go places, you know, I don't like leaving my house. And so that was really, really kind of a big deal for me to actually go down there. And I had, you know, no idea what to expect. And it was absolutely phenomenal. And um, I appreciate, you know, a lot of you guys are listening who I met there and talked to. And um, of course, you know, you guys that I'm talking to right here, um, Brigham and Ryan. I mean, it was it was a, it was a time unlike any other time I've ever had in my life. Like I said, I don't leave my house. So that was insane. Brigham uh, was a savior because he brought those like little backpack like fold out stools that you could chairs. sit on <laughs> yeah Dude, I was he, my feet hurt so bad and i ran into brigham he's like here sit on this like, yep dude i learned like the first no. time i went to a blade show just the one in utah uh the first day my key ah, my feet were killing me man i couldn't even think and so the next day i brought i just put it in my backpack and man i used it sat down ate lunch didn't have to sit on the floor because my heart, like I can sit down on the floor and get up just fine. But it's like the two minutes after I get up, I'm like walking all hunched over, you know, like oh, <laughs> I'm just too old. So sitting on a chair is a savior. Well, Brigham was just a savior for me in general. Cause like the first day when we first, when I first walked in there, Ryan, you were off at some class or something. And so Brigham stuck with me, him and uh, him and his kid, and just kind of walked around with me because I was, oh my gosh, my brain was trying to, it was trying to murder me because there was so much <laughs> going on and I couldn't even handle it. And so, yeah, Brigham just kind of walked around with me and like helped me, helped me stay a little bit sane. So, uh, okay. I really appreciated that. That's um, what I'm here for. But yeah. And then, so anyways, other, other things of 2023 was, you know, like I said, uh, getting into forging some integrals. Uh, I mean, that was a huge brain block that I had. And just my brain just didn't want me to actually finish one because it was, you know, there was this weird block where I was like, oh, I, I won't be able to line up the bolster. I won't be able to do this. And, you know, all this stuff that I had to just kind of like push past and being able to, to do that. And my most recent one, which was a Damascus integral chef, was probably the most proud I've been of a knife. Um it wasn't like the craziest pattern, but just the fact that like aesthetically and like balance and everything, I actually, you know, it came out the way that I wanted it to. And that was huge for me. The other thing that I did this year was I forged uh, what I call a fox feather um, Damascus, which is a tiled feather that I resplit into another feather. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and it's something that I've never seen anyone do before. So I'm pretty proud of that. That was a big thing for 23. I think that's I think that's all I got. It was a good year. It was a good year. Yeah, going to Blade for the first time was a good. Um, it was a good like 
I know what not to do next year or what I'd like to do differently next year. I'm not doing any classes next year. <laughs> yeah, that was, I didn't even do half of them. I paid for them. They got paid. <laughs> I didn't do them. One yeah. of them was cause I was too tired and I overslept. Sorry, Kyle Daly. And then the other one, I wasn't even in Atlanta when that class was going on. So it was like, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't Kyle's think it through. Was re- um, no- Sorry. What's that? Rick? I was going to say Kyle's class was really good. So if you haven't been to it, I would recommend going to it this next time. Really good teacher. Yeah. I was bummed. I missed it. Yeah. I was, and I love Kyle. So I was super bummed. I missed it, but I needed my beauty sleep, but <laughs> fair yeah, enough. So no early flights in or out either. I agree with that one. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be doing my flight schedule a little bit different, uh, coming up this year, but speaking of coming up this year, let's talk about coming up this year, but let's hear from one of our, uh, one of our sponsors first. Sure. And then after we do the sponsor, I want to I want to thank all the guests we've had this year, which is actually, yeah. once I was writing the list down, I was like, holy shit, this has been a crazy year. Let's go Maritime Knife Supply. Hustle and Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Gooses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. All right, Ryan, started, you got the, the guest from He started forging stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go no, ahead, Ryan. Crafty Man Forge started forging stuff, like just little things out of nails, which I think is kind of fun because nobody else is doing it. But he made like a Terminator hand bottle opener, which I thought was really cool. So go check him out. I still can't believe he only has like 500 followers. Yeah. He needs to have more. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he's actually uh, I was talking to him just before we sat down. Um, So he's actually on TikTok and Facebook and YouTube as well. Uh, Crafty Man Forge with a K. And his uh, his video of that uh, that Terminator hand bottle opener is actually about going viral on TikTok right now. So, congrats to him, man. That's a it's a super cool video. As soon as I saw it, I saw I saw the Terminator hand. I'm like, oh geez, this is gonna be big. Um, it's a very cool video, and it's a really cool idea. So, good on him mm-hmm. for that. We love Luke. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. All right, Ryan. Let's hear who we had on the show this year. I want to thank everybody on this list. And after writing down the list, I was really kind of like humbled for a second. I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, like worried. How the hell are we going to top it for 2024? (laughs) So we got Mike Jones knife and tool twice. Flying shark knives twice. Matt Berger, Nate Walpole, Dennis Tyrell twice. Ira Housewert, B cone twice. Todd Harrington twice. The Abstract Blacksmith, that's Lando over at Forgeside Chat. He's been on twice. Tobias Hangler's been on four times this year. Wasteland Forge. Kyle Daly's been on twice. Andrea DeLeon's been on twice. Pickle's been on twice. Justin LaMaroux. The Gordian Key Forge. Wolf River Forge. Jason Knight. And I know you're thinking Jason Knight's been on twice. His first episode is in 2022. Brigham Kindell. Since... 
you're on this episode, which I'm going to drop today. You tie with Tobias for four spots Ooh. this year, which, <laughs> which is the most. Nice. And, I, you know, I never thought it. This whole time, like for the past couple months, I've been like, Tobias has been on the most this year, you know, thinking he was. And that's why I was like, I got to get him on this one. So he ties with Tobias. So, yeah, you've been on four times. Nice. Congrats, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Mayor Breed's been on twice. Old Brownie Forge. I want to get Old Brownie back on. So, Dustin, if you hear this, hit me up because he's a riot. Bald yep. Man Knife and Tool. Honor Caglar. Brian House. Jeremy Ballaball's been on twice. That's 419 Forging. Dustin O'Hara. Florida Man Forge. Neil Warren. Micah Dunn's been on three times. Crosspeen. Crafty Man. Coy and the entire crew over at Baker Forge was on. That was a fun episode. That was they got progressively more shit faced into it was the hilarious. Toby Mural of uh, Honor Caglar's podcast. What is it? <laughs> uh, oh, you can just say U- UK knife. U- so, UK Toby knife, knife and supply. steel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, fire and steel. Ugly fire. duck knives. Kayla, <laughs> Kayla Cummings. Colton Aries. That's the barbell blacksmith. He's been on twice. Carver Gage. That's Nordland Forge. Fingal Fergie, he was on. Dave Baker, Noah Vashon, Ben Abbott, Josh Prince, Justin Taylor, Walter Sorrels, Mareko, JB Blades, Mean Mug Pistons, The Sharp Carpenter, Tortuga, and now we're on this episode. That's a phenomenal lineup. Thank you all very much for your time and your energy. to come on and I, I mean i don't think any one of those episodes sucked like every single one of those guys came on and had good conversations with us and provided some value and insight and entertainment to our listeners and i mean we can't do this thing by ourselves like this is this is a, a group effort and for people to be able to come on here and give us their their time and energy and their knowledge and wisdom right. is phenomenal Oof. Right. Who the fuck wants to listen to us talk about us? No, nobody does. <laughs> I actually enjoy it a lot. Don't don't <laughs> don't, short, don't short sell yourselves because I, I enjoy hearing about what's going on in your shop and, and in your lives. So I'm just saying that's me personally. I know you probably might get some people saying, no, don't talk about your personal lives. But I like it. It, it connects you with it, your listeners, right? It, um, it depends on who you are. I mean, there are some yeah. shows that's all they do. There are some shows well, that mix it up half and half. We just tend yeah. to do all guests because I want to learn from this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, well, this, and this I has bet been if a you look at experience for me and Ryan. Yeah. And, and if you look at the people that you get voted for, like the most popular guests, they're people that are teaching too, but they're also talking about themselves. I don't know. I think you got to have that balance. Yeah. I think you guys play it well. Yeah. We can roll right into that now if you want. If you want to get it out of the way. All right. So Are you guys you ready for the first annual H&G Awards? These things, see, we're, we're basically doing this like a democracy. So you guys nominated these people. You guys said how much you liked them and you you voted for them to win their respective awards. Um, I'm going to be honest. I was just going to choose how, whoever I wanted, but, but Ryan insisted that we listen to the people. So these are actually your guys' picks 
for uh, these individual rewards. I was going to ignore everything that you guys said and just do whatever I am a generous I god. <laughs> the only rules were is that they couldn't it couldn't be me or Ryan. So uh, those of you and who are yourself. Or yourself. They can't nominate themselves. Right. So we appreciate you guys trying to nominate us for stuff, but we're not going to we're not going to award ourselves things on our show. So um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with the first category, which is the funniest or just the best social uh, social media content um, from this year, specifically this year, because it's the 2023 H&G Awards. So. The nominees for funniest or most creative social content are Sharky. That's Flying Shark Knives. Honor Caglar. That's dies in every film. That's dies in every film. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Barbell Blacksmith. That's Colton Arias. And Hensley of Hensley Handmade Knives. And the winner is Honor Caglar. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations to Honor. He has won absolutely nothing um, other than us, you know, Praise. saying that he he won a thing. Praise. So, yeah, uh, funniest content over the entire year. Uh, he likes to touch things very sensually, and he does a really great job of doing um, creative cuts. So where, you know, he'll like hold something and then like throw it. And then all of a sudden the belt's on the grinder, you know, so really clean, clean editing work. And I mean, he's a YouTuber, so obviously he has experience doing edits and stuff like that, but it really freaking shows it. Like his content is polished. It's, it's clean. It's entertaining. Um, it's very engaging without being overly long. You know, sometimes you'll be watching somebody and be like, well, come on, come on, get to the next step. Well, no, he, he keeps it clean. He keeps it short. He keeps it entertaining. It's just good quality all the way across the board. And so I'm thinking that's probably why the most people voted for him. And he's um, a handsome devil. He's a uh, handsome little fella. I'm going to disagree with you on that one, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> he, he makes good content. There's been more than once where I've been watching his videos. I'm like, I wonder how he did that. Yeah, I wonder mm-hmm. like wh- like more than once I've thought about being like honor. What fucking editing program do you use? Because there's been on his most recent video, he threw a knife, and then it looked like it landed in the vice, which it didn't, and it was just boom there. I was like, interesting magic, magic. magic. All right, <clears throat> the next one, best guest of 2023. So. The nominees are Jason Knight, Mareko, Tobias Hangler, Fingal Ferguson, and Tortuga Bladeworks. And the winner is Tobias Hangler. Not surprising. Not surprising. Uh, Noah didn't want me to say how big the lead was, but it was very substantial. (laughs) So Tobias was a very popular guest. I'm sure he'll be stoked to hear that. Um, Second place, Jason Knight and Mareko tied. So, well, I think the reason, well, not only did people get to listen to more of Tobias than, you know, the, uh, Mareko or Jason, but I think the, just the, the sheer amount of knowledge that you get from listening to him, I think was probably the reason that he won. People get a lot when they, you know, when we have him on, there's always something new to be learned. And I mean, Ryan and I learn from having conversations with him on the, on the podcast. So I'm confident that lots of other people are getting that as well. And they're not boring, dry conversations either. Like he's an entertaining dude to talk to. And His English is really good for a German. 
for him. Well, he's Austrian. <laughs> but, you know, sorry, Tobias. I know you know what I mean. That same area, they have very thick ac- accents. His English is phenomenal. It makes yeah. me feel dumb every time I talk to him, like in a good way. Yeah, because he knows more words in English as his second language than you know in your first language. Exactly. But, <laughs> he, and, probably, you know. he probably knows a third language too, right? Austrian, I'm sure he does. German. I'm sure he does. Who knows what else he knows? Yep. So anyway, so congratulations to Tobias. Uh, we absolutely love having Tobias on uh, because, you know, like like I said, we learn as well. Um, and he's just a great guy to have a conversation with and a wealth of knowledge and his ability to take complex issues um, and and break them down so that people like us can understand it. You know, what, what we do is very simplistic compared to a lot of the stuff that he's into. Um, so his, his ability to, to dumb things down to where we can understand it is is not common um for somebody to be able to do so we really appreciate him for that and so something very interesting about tobias before you move i i could tell you're about to move into the next one uh we all know about krampus right yeah Mm -hmm. he's like bad santa he takes the bad kids and eats them i didn't learn about and eats them i didn't learn about krampus till i was an adult and it was on a family guy episode (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, that's something that they're taught in Austria. And I saw this reel of this crazy Krampus parade. And it was like like unbelievable, beautiful costumes. Like it looked really good. And I sent it to Tobias. And I was like, is this real? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, all those costumes are handmade. They're works of art. I was like, what? Yeah. Apparently, that's a big thing in their culture is Krampus. Huh. Which could explain why he's such a well-disposed young man. Because he was terrified of being eaten <laughs> by a scary devil monster. Yeah. You don't get coal. You don't get coal over there. You get eaten. <laughs> we, need to, we need to step it up over here. Yeah, this, this traumatized uh, all of our youth. <laughs> 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 all right. So the third category that we have is uh, biggest improvement. Uh, this is over the entire year. And, you know, we always say that we want the next knife to be better. You want each one to be better than the last one and constant improvement. And uh, all the people who were nominated for this have done that. Um, I think that uh, it, it's wonderful to be able to to call this out and, and congratulate people for their continued improvement. So the nominees are Neil Warren, Brian Hunt, The Slacksmith, Jeremy Ballaball, and rust and timber. And the winner is Jeremy Ballaball of 41914. And I'm I, it was kind of it was kind of close, but I'm I, I think it is well deserved to go to Jeremy. Um, he has made some massive improvements over the last year, and that includes things like fit and finish. And it also includes creativity and style. And that's something that, you know, everybody knows Jeremy's a buddy. Um, you know, he was on the last show. Um, and so it just kind of sounds like I'm just, you know, saying good things about a buddy of mine. But uh, Jeremy will be the first person to tell you that I'm a very harsh critic. And that if you ask, actually ask me for my opinion, I will give it to you. Our and, group chat uh, is not very nice. Yeah, I it's kind of brutal sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll add you in. Um, okay. No problem. And so, uh, I mean, all these people on here, I think, 
Um, you know, Neil Warren has done a lot in this last year. Um, shout out to him. He got thrust into a, being a full-time maker and risen to the occasion. So huge shout out to Neil Warren, um, Brian hunt. The reason that I, um, you know, obviously this is a democracy. I didn't choose this. Brian's always been good. Okay. So I appreciate you guys, um, nominating him, but, but he, he posted a picture of his first knife recently with his, with his, you know, his most recent. And it's like, dude, like you've always been good. Like, yes, there's improvement. I can see it, of course, but damn it. Why did you start off so good? I hate it when people just like start off. Yeah, as he good. started I mean, off my really ner- good. My first knife was such crap. Like, it's really frustrating when people are just like good immediately. It's like, come on, guys. Why do you got to be so good? That was the most frustrating if he, um, one to get votes on. Oh, the, the were, biggest improvement? Yeah, several people were like, I don't want to vote on that one because it's uh, insinuating that somebody was doing bad at the beginning of the year. And I'm like, you fucking pussies. You're <laughs> grown-ass adults here. Nobody's going to get offended if they get nominated for biggest improvement. It's a compliment. It is a compliment. Over- Overthinking it, I was get, I was getting. I'm like, we're not doing this one next year. People are pissing yeah. me off. This no, is we'll, ridiculous. We'll, we'll pick some. We'll pick some different categories next year. And no, I don't think that. Uh, you know, I don't think there is any shame in being the biggest improvement. Um, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You right. want to keep improving. Jason Knight takes classes from other people. Uh, Steve Schwarzer takes classes from other people. Everyone wants to improve. And it's a, it's an it's such an important facet to what we do is constant improvement. So I think it's a, almost a bigger compliment than some of the other um, some of the other categories that somebody's improved that much in one year. So, anyways, congratulations to Jeremy from four one nine forging. I think you just Go look ahead. at Jeremy's last post. Jeremy's last post, one of the most beautiful knives he's ever made, and it's amazing. So. Like, just just yeah. look at that one. It is, it, his improvement is 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 amazing. Yep. Absolutely. And I'm I'm proud of him too because we tell him all the time in the group chat. We're like both of us say I say it more than you do, but he we're like you're overthinking it. Just do it. Stop. You're overthinking it. And hopefully, maybe that's why. I would like to take a little bit of credit for this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But, you know, we always tell them you're overthinking it. Don't even worry about that. You know what to do. You know what it needs to look like. It doesn't matter how you get to that end product. It doesn't matter. You just got to get there. But the point of that is, is that he is trying to be constantly improving and he is succeeding. So um, that that is important. So well done. <laughs> Faux show. All what right. We got last up, Naren. Last one. Most supportive community member. And this was, we're not talking monetary support. We're talking likes, comments, love, just general warmness. You know what I mean? You can't buy Absolutely. your way into our hearts. So <laughs> True, true to, true, to, true to that. The nominees are Barbell Blacksmith, Chris Magnus, Timber Tiger Forge, Brigham Kendall, Kyle Daly, hey. North Edge Tools, Bob Gore. Shout out to Bob Gore coming out of left field. I don't remember ever talking to Bob a year ago or seeing him anywhere, and he's everywhere now. He's doing a great job. Uh, Brian House and Wasteland Forge. And the winner, by a mile, is Brigham Kendall. What? For real? Buddy. By a mile? You That's Congratulations. Awesome. I'm not going to say number of votes. You crushed everyone. We would have had to run this for a whole other year for you to catch people to catch up to you. 
Oh, well, that's awesome. Thanks, guys. I'll show you because every check is a vote and your name. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That was nice. The community loves you, Brigham. Yeah. Well, thank the community you. Has I, love the, I love the community. And each one of those people on that list that you just mentioned, they are very supportive and support me too. So um, that's what it's all about is just trying to, I try to treat people like I want to be treated. And, uh, you know, that includes liking some things and commenting. And I don't know. It's just part of the deal. Right. I think. Absolutely, man. Yeah. For sure. Well, and I think the reason that you won is because everybody, um, everybody can tell just how genuine you are, and it's uh, it's it's an important trait. And there are a lot of you know, there's a lot of genuine people in the community, and and we appreciate every single one of them. But you do such a great job of showing your support to everyone and being encouraging and uplifting, and I think that's an important part of this community. And, you know, I talked about a little while ago about, you know, being, you know, three, almost four years into this now. I think the reason, a big part of the reason why I'm still doing this is because of the support of the community. You know, any one of my other hobbies that I ever got into, um, you know, did it for three months or a year and then quit and then moved on to the next thing. None of those things had this community. You know, none of those other hobbies or interests ever had the level of support and uh, upliftingness and, um camaraderie that the knife making community has and you're a huge part of that and we appreciate you for it man thank you thank you you guys are too brigham Brigham. (laughs) all right guys that was the 2023 h and g awards we'll see what happens next year there's going to be some new categories some some different things but uh i think that's a great way to highlight some of the great people in this community over this last year um, and the reason we read out the nominees was not to say that they lost was to say that they're appreciated. And, and these are the kinds of people that we want to be around. And these are the kinds of people that we appreciate. And that was, that was the main reason we read out all the nominees instead of just saying, Oh, Hey, you won this. Like, no, we want to hear, um, all the people who belong in those categories for a reason. Right. A and reason these are all people, people nominated, nominated for a reason by the community. Exactly. We mm-hmm. didn't nominate anybody and we didn't vote. Exactly. We kept it neutral. Yep. So shout out to everyone in the community, um, whether your name was on that list or whether you contributed to that list. Um, we appreciate all you guys and you're the reason that we do this and it's, it's phenomenal and humbling and, and really, um, good on a mental level to have such people behind us and, and helping us do what we do. I'd like to see us have more categories next year and maybe some funny ones. Um, yeah. But it was hard enough to get everybody to vote on all four this year. Like, well, and so- it was kind of short notice. Like I came up with this idea like early, mid-December and just kind of threw it out there. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be prepared for it next year and we'll uh, we'll get the voting open a little bit earlier and get some posts out there to try and get some engagement around it. And we'll do it. We'll do it a little bit bigger next year. So. Mm. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe have we'll prizes even, next year. I was going to say, maybe we should get some of those, like the cheap baseball trophies and, and send those out to the winners. <laughs> we'll even like leave them as baseball trophies. It'll just be like a little figurine on like a little plaque or something like that. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Golf trophies. So he's swinging <laughs> a golf club. There you go. I love it. All right. Uh, let's hear from one more of our sponsors. And then if you guys want to, we can play a little bit of Florida, man. Oh, we can. Oh, what yeah. is Baker doing this week? What's he got for a drop? 
they had uh, the integral integrals. Yeah, that's Man, right. Their stuff is Speaking so of good. Dixon Knight. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't seen, go check out uh, Baker Fortune Tools um, social media. They posted a really cool video. Well, first of all, they posted a really, really cool video about their drop, but they also posted a really cool 23 wrap-up video, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, they were hanging out with Jason Knight, and they came up with a drop of Damascus integral billets, but not just any Damascus integral billets. They forged out some random pattern Damascus and then slapped on bolsters of like Mokume or Copper Mai or something into on, on the sides for the bolsters. So uh, those of you stock removal guys out there that want to do integrals but don't forge or have no interest in forging like Ryan here, uh, Hello. you can get yourself a <laughs> Uh, an integral billet with some of the coolest bolsters on the mark. I mean, anywhere like nobody else does this. Nobody sells integral billets. I mean, it's phenomenal. So uh, yeah, definitely check out Baker fortune tool. And if you decide you need to have one of those integral billets, hustle 10, will get you 10% off one of them. So. And I think they're doing a video series with Jason Knight. That's going to be on their YouTube. So make sure you go subscribe to their YouTube. And if you're a Patreon member for Jason Knight, you'll get early access to it. Brigham, you're so, so good, good at this, bro. I'm so glad we brought him on because I didn't know oh, that. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I used to have a podcast like 10 years ago. I know that's weird, but when podcasts I bet if you started out, another podcast, if you started a podcast, Brigham, we'd be in deep shit. No. Uh, I would only Steel name it Hustle and Grind Utah. That's the Hustle <laughs> Uh, phenomenal all right there we go we got that box checked baker fortune tool we love those guys they hustle and grind like almost and they're the nicest people out there they're the nicest people they're the nicest freaking guys guys, right yeah absolutely patriots even if they have all 10 toes they're still cool (laughs) weirdos with 10 toes all right, would you guys like to play some Where in the World is Florida Man? Sure. Yes. All right. Uh, in the event there's some new listeners, this is a game we like to play. I have three news articles in front of me. They're all real. The question is, Is were they the classic Florida Man stories, or were they somewhere else in the world? We begin. Man faces do you ju- <clears throat> that's a bad start. Man faces DUI charge atop a Zamboni. A man faces a drunken driving charge after police found him aboard an idling Zamboni inside the county civic center. Police and firefighters were alerted by an alarm at 2 a.m. Tuesday that somebody was inside the arena, which is home to the local hockey team. Police officers discovered 25-year-old Adam Patterson on top of the Zamboni and arrested him before he could drive out of the storage area. Police say that Patterson appeared to be intoxicated. He faces charges of operating under the influence, among other things. Uh, Civic Center general manager said someone had also driven one of the center's forklifts and hit a sprinkler line. <laughs> so apparently Inst- this guy was just joyriding everything in sight. Instantly, I'm going not Florida. They ain't about the hawk. Yeah, they ain't about that hockey life. They got they got two hockey teams in Florida. There's the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. What? Yeah. Pro. That's more that's more hockey than really? in Maine. Yeah. Hey now. 
Main black bears. Come on What's now. What's that? We Go have the, Grizzlies, black bears. The, the, the Utah Grizzlies, which is a Dallas Stars affiliate. But my team's always Wait, been does the Maine have a? I don't think I just fucking shit talking here. No, they have a three. They have a third. Uh, shoot, what's it called? There's many different a, leagues of of. Yeah, what's it called? Triple A, Triple A league. But I don't think they have a pro league. But I'm just putting it out there that like Florida does have hockey. But Which I'm going to go. Surprising, but I guess I mean you can put an indoor hockey rink anywhere. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The Maine Mariners. Huh, pro. <laughs> that, that's Seattle. <laughs> no, no, that's the, the Mariners. Baseball. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. just messing. It's the sports ball. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I I'm didn't know they go... existed. I had to Google it, so I can't say shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Florida hockey players. I apologize. <laughs> I don't think any players are coming out of Florida, though. Honestly, I don't know. I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna. I'm also gonna go. Not Florida, though, because I mean, there's rinks everywhere. And who hasn't seen a Zamboni and thought, I'd love to take that for a spin? Mm, it's true. Mm, very true. Very true. Well, well done, gentlemen. That was from Bangor, Maine. Oh, no. Finally. <laughs> finally. That's where I'm you from. You hadn't, you hadn't come up with the main, a main one. There was I some listeners to that. There were some when, listeners who took that as a personal offense and decided that they needed to do something about it. When did that uh, happen? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was probably Jeremy because all the Ohio stuff. I wonder what rank it was. We only have a couple. Uh, it was shoot. I, I deleted it all so that I didn't accidentally read it on the show. So oh, I'll, yeah. I'll send you the If you had said it. Alphond, I would have been like, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was sent in by uh, David Burke, OLC Knives. Thank you, sir. Uh, next up, we have... Legs. He has two legs. Yes, he does indeed. Uh, uh, that's it. <clears throat> woman allegedly calls in bomb threats to get boyfriend out of work. A woman allegedly threatened to bomb her boyfriend's workplace in an attempt to get him to spend more time with her. Kayla oh, Marie Blake, a 33-year-old woman, was arrested uh, Thursday and charged with a felony count of terrorizing. Her bail was set at $1,500. Uh, police say that Blake called the state police at 9 a.m. Thursday and said she was going, <coughs> going to place a bomb in her boyfriend's place of work. She allegedly called again two hours later and told the police that she was going to place four pipe bombs in the same location. Blake allegedly told authorities that she called in the threats because she wanted to spend more time with her boyfriend who works at the plant that makes swabs for medical use. The company has two plants that employ about 400 people. Uh, both factories were evacuated. Oh, my gosh. Interesting. So she, got, she got four, sorry, 800 people out of work by calling in bomb threats just because she wanted to so spend time she with her is, boyfriend. She is the real hero is what you're saying. <laughs> I think I, I know her. I think I've dated her. <laughs> Depends on the point of view. <laughs> I think uh, I'm not going to say anymore. Mm. <laughs> well, I bet every, all, all 800 people are like, yes. <laughs> um, gosh. Is there a lot of manufacturing think, in Florida? There's manufacturing everywhere. Yeah. Hmm. That does sound very Florida lady. Clingy. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. A little needy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Florida. I'm gonna go not. Florida. That's pretty crazy. I think. You can Why are you anywhere. saying not Florida, Brigham? 
I think it could be anywhere, and there wasn't meth involved. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't have wanted him to stay home and smoke the meth with her. More yeah. for me. <laughs> now, now, if you would have said, like, they arrested her and then found drugs at the location, then that would have been for Gotcha. All right. Ryan, you sticking with your answer? Yeah, might as well. All right. Uh, that was Maine. Again? Again. <laughs> yes. Told you I dated her. <laughs> <laughs> you might have. I don't remember where in Maine it was, but uh, once again, sent in by uh, David Burke, OLC Knives. I'm willing right. to bet that's probably Bangor or Lewiston, one of the two. It might have been Bangor. Uh, anyways, last up. This one, I just have the headline um, because the, the headline was funny enough and the details were kind of boring. So the headline reads, man loads up car with frozen iguanas. They warm up, come back to life and cause a car accident. That could also be mean. Dude, frozen iguanas. I wish I've known several people who had like who would who like would collect mail order lizards. Oh, really? Yeah. And they would send them frozen. Yeah. You buy them online. They fucking freeze them, mail them to you. Yeah. Because they go into like a hibernation mode. So they're alive, but they're like. Frozen. That's weird. I've never even heard of that. That's weird. Mm. Maybe that's what yeah, this is about. I have no idea. Lizards, bro. I, name, I don't know. I got a buddy that collects spiders. I'd never go over to his house. No, no. Hell no. I'd not go over to his house. I didn't, He's I like, look at this beautiful tarantula. Time. I'm like. Yeah, no. I have to kill enough spiders thing. around here. Dude, that's the best thing. Map gas torch and spiders. That's how all of them die around here. Mm. Especially yeah, like I, you, I bet. You probably have wolf spiders, right, Noah? I've never seen one. I've seen a fair share oh, of really? uh, black widows, you... though. So wolf spiders, they, uh, they, the females carry the babies on their back for the first little bit. So if you like smack it, then all of a sudden a million little spiders it just, like explodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so you have to like burn them, and then they all they all die. But anyway, so with that, I think Florida is really weird with um, like all their weird animals that they have including iguanas they have a problem because people had them as pets and then we're like fuck having a lizard it's a useless pet and then they let it go yep because i live in florida and they're like it's warm out yeah i'm going with florida then because i think he probably collected them froze them himself and then i don't know (laughs) like freeze your own lizards yeah free like freaking iguana popsicles tastes like real lizard (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> Ryan, what do you think? It, oh man, you got me even, thinking it's going to be Maine again. Hmm. I'm going to go Maine. <laughs> that not Florida. Giving it away. <laughs> it's going to be Maine. Oh. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yep. Brigham, I think you got three out of three, bud, because that yes. was Florida. Yes. Oh. Brigham can't stop winning. Heck that yeah. was that was entirely my intention, Ryan. I honestly didn't think that I would get you with that one. Uh, I, I I figured I figured you you wouldn't fall for it, uh, but I'm I'm ever so glad that you did. 
Uh, yeah, so that was Florida. <laughs> I guess they had a cold snap at some point, and so all the iguanas started falling out of the trees frozen. And so this dude just went around and started collecting them all up and threw them all in his car. And then, of course, once they're in the car, they warm up. And then they came back to life and started like doing like a circle pit in his car <laughs> and caused him to crash off the road. Like whipping them with their tail? Which, Is that... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what an iguana does when all of a sudden it wakes up and it's in a car and like it contains space with like a hundred other other iguanas. Oh like, uh, fantastic. I, it's a great mental image for me. I wish there was a video. I would like to see what a circle pit of iguanas like inside of a car looks like. That sounds really entertaining in my mind. Iguanas get pretty big too. Oh, I'm like, sure none of these were small. Like they get like three feet long, dude. And that's just like a normal size one. When you include the tail, like aren't they big. like goldfish? Don't they? Will won't they grow to their environment? I don't I'm pretty know. Pretty sure, yeah. But yeah. I, I've seen pictures and videos of like the iguana infestations in Florida and places like that, and it's insane, man. Like they're everywhere. I saw this one video where some dude's dog just like goes running after the iguanas, and yeah, it crazy. Florida's a wow. weird place, man. It's a weird it place. Is. I don't even know. It just seems like another planet almost, which is funny because we have like a lot of Florida listeners and like I've never gotten a message from one of them being like, hey, don't talk about my state like that. Like, I feel like they just know like they're just like, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. They know yeah, they just stick it out because the weather's good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, until it's a hurricane. That's why we left. Uh, yeah, that does happen fairly often. You used to live in Florida? A little wind? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in Florida. Like, well, I what? shouldn't say grew up. I was lived in Florida from like seven years old until about 12. So my dad's from Florida. Okay. But Interesting. Okay. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. This whole time. You were so young enough man. to not realize like what was <laughs> going on, you know? Sometimes I look back at stuff and like, oh, we had a bum living in our backyard. That's cool. (laughs) That happened in Wyoming (laughs) too, though. So, right on. All right. Well, hey, we're an hour in. Ryan, did we hit all of our sponsors? I think we got one more, don't we? We need to talk about races. Phoenix. Phoenix is left. Hustle and Grind podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives, your one-stop abrasive shop. When you go to phoenixabrasives.com, click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the hosts of Hustle & Grind use every day. day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. Thanks, Luke. I I can't help myself but say... Every day, every time he says that, every day, every, every day. day. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Phoenix abrasives is great, and we all get our abrasives there. And ten percent off is nothing to sneeze at. And then we appreciate you guys using our code, and uh, they have great abrasives. And that's that's what we got to go with. They're fantastic, and they ship freaking quickly. Like. I, I, that I can say like if I, I usually order something on the weekend cause I'm usually in my shop on the weekend and I look, I'm like, Oh crap, I need this. I order it on the weekend. It ships Monday and by Thursday or Friday, I've got it. And that's phenomenal. I love that. 
So then I've got it for the next weekend when I'm doing more work in the shop. So, I mean, fast shipping is worth its weight in gold, in my opinion. Maybe and some people- all of you lovely listeners, we thank you because you are obviously using the code because they haven't dropped us yet. So <laughs> Another year. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you all. Yes. Um, all right. Hour in. What are we looking forward to this coming year? 2024 is upon us. What are our goals, our hopes, our dreams for 2024? Ryan, you're going to be the fastest, I'm sure. Go. Um, I don't Suck know. Less. I want my, my my grinding room built. Suck less. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I want to focus on my skill level doing shit that I haven't done before and yeah. handles. I still hate my handles. You hate your hate handles. Why? Uh, yeah. I don't know why every one I make doesn't matter what style it is. I'm like, it's dog shit. Mm. Okay. I think she's doing cool. great, but that's me. Thank you, Brigham. You're, that's why you won most supportive community member. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody can use improvement in something, but it doesn't mean that it's dog. Of course, shit, you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Like I've made some dog and shit handles. It's uh, it's hard to describe, but it's like uh, you. you uh oh, we're losing Brigham. He's Brigham. No, you were freezing. Oh, he's not. We're good. No, you were. Yeah. <laughs> you were. But I think. Uh, I don't know. You can't. I have a hard time with like a lot of guys will do the same exact handle for every knife, no matter what it is. And that's just their handle that they do. But not every handle fits every purpose. You know, like a chef knife handle shouldn't look or be the same as a hunting knife handle. You calling me out, bro? Really? No, I'm not calling you out. No, (laughs) I ain't calling you out. And like you got to, I don't know, like, uh, I don't think enough of us think of like how is the knife going to be held? You know, if it is a pinch grip, shouldn't you add little indentations where the corner of your thumb or your index finger is going to be, you know, I don't know, which would make it in not symmetrical, which is an, a thing that bothers us neurodivergent type people. Mm-hmm. I get fucking right pissed off if something's not symmetrical and I'm chasing cement symmetry. That's probably one of the worst anyway. things I do is chase. Like chase. Mm-hmm. One thing you learn chase as a, a machinist. Problem. Yeah, like one thing that you learn as a machinist is stop chasing dimensions, right? You get it within the tolerance and that's as good as it can get. Um, but if you try to make it perfect, most of the time you jack it up. And then you're scrapping parts, right? But I have the, the exact opposite mentality when it comes to knife making because my name's on it. You know, it's my product and I want it to be perfect. And unfortunately, I've, I've had to like, let go of knives that aren't perfect, right? And uh, that drives me nuts. But I think we all do, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. you have to. Who's going to make a perfect knife? Like, honestly, right. who no can make a perfect knife? And 95% of the time, those imperfections, only you or another knife maker is going to see him. Wait, I took that back. Kyle Royer, he makes perfect knives. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, you know, so I Ryan, didn't get to see his Ryan, your goal, 
Oh, you're good. Ryan's goals for this year, get your grinding room finished and work on your handles and keep crushing it, right? Yeah, pretty much. I want to sell some wood. Oh, that's right. Selling some wood. Yep. By that, he means blocks, not other things. Yeah, not my wiener. Yeah. But yeah. Not going to start an OnlyFans? No. (laughs) The blocks I cleaned up today look pretty fucking good. They look amazing, dude. I was like, damn. They didn't look that way when I put them in the juice. They I can't sneaky. wait to grind into mine. I'm but I'm using a rough bandsaw blade, so it leaves like big, deep grooves in it. Yeah. So I can't really see what it looks like before, which it's nice. It's like Christmas every time I clean them up. Surprise. You're like opening up a box. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, how am I going to get rid of this one? I need to keep <laughs> this one. Oh, there's another one. Fuck. <laughs> Brigham, what you got, buddy? Um, so my goal is going to be suck less at everything. I'd like one goal is to take a class. Um, there's a place just a few hours North of me called shadow mountain forge, which is now a forge that is affiliated with the ABS. And that means James Rodebaugh comes down and teaches the hybrid class, which I'm kind of mad about because they sprung it and it's next weekend. So I'm not going to be able to do it. But that gives you your year off of um, getting into the or testing for the ABS. Sure. Um, But I also just I want to improve my forging because after taking a little break because of the summer and and my other job, um, I haven't forged much and I suck at forging. Like, let's be honest, I I suck at it. But um, so that's one thing I want to improve on. I want to get my integrals down like you have. by the way, I was looking at your integrals while you were talking about them, and they are beautiful. Um, Thank you. And then... Um, this is about you, not about me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most supportive. Most supportive. Um, member. Also, I, you know, I, I would like to travel a little bit more. And I'm not talking like, uh, like to go do classes and stuff like that, but just like take my wife and go somewhere. We, we went to Northern California over our anniversary and it was a lot of fun. It's always cool to see Where? you. Where'd you go? We went, so we flew actually into Medford, Oregon, drove down to Weed, California, and then passed that to Mount Shasta. You can see Mount Shasta, beautiful place. And then over mm-hmm. to Eureka which is on the coast and then up That's to where the I worked. Redwoods. I worked in Eureka. Oh, really? Did you really? Yeah, awesome. It's a nice, yeah, it's a nice town. I liked Eureka of all those surrounding so, towns. It's like Arcata, Eureka, McKinleyville. Yeah. Yeah. Eureka's nice. So we stayed in Trinidad, if you know where that is. It's like mm-hmm. a, a half yep. hour or so north of there. Um, and then all the redwood forest stuff, uh, it was pretty amazing. Like, it's, Did you it's consume crazy. any marijuana while you were there, Brigham? No, I did not. I uh, didn't see anywhere. Oh, no, we actually, well, we almost stopped at a place, but no, did not. Oh, that's the best weed in the country. (laughs) Is in that that town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that whole area. Yeah, but. I mean, you did do like a heroic dose of edibles as an experiment, (laughs) not knowing how much you did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a fun adventure for the middle of the night. Adventure? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, that was, it. well, it's like, I you don't know what you don't know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. You did not know how much you were <laughs> now, taking. <laughs> yeah, now I when know. When you told me the dosage, I was like, what the fuck, Brigham? It's like, I'd be scared <laughs> to take that amount. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I was. Yeah. I thought I was gonna die, but other than that, it. I survived. <laughs> I survived. Yeah, so. oh, you won't die. You'll think you're gonna die. You're like, am I breathing? So, so, so going it's... to new places and trying new cultures sounds like a a thing that Brigham's <laughs> gonna be doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but only in the I've states. To go to I can't do it here, dude. I was yeah. talking to my I wife about to... that because it's so different, and they're like nice and... people. Like you don't have to worry about getting shanked in Japan. And ramen, you know? mm. real ramen. Yeah, real ramen. Yeah. And, and but you haven't heard of the yakuza then, because they shank people with with samurai swords a lot. Not tourists. No? They, they leave yeah. us alone for sure. Why do they want trouble shanking an American who's there buying noodles and dirty panties out of vending machines? What? <laughs> Dude, they have dirty panty <laughs> vending machines. They have they have the vending machines shit. for everything. Everything. Oh my gosh. Everything. We have OnlyFans. They have vending machines. <laughs> they probably have a, I had a buddy who... machine. Probably. <laughs> I had a buddy who spent three weeks over there in college, and he said it was the most amazing experience ever. For one, you're the largest person everywhere you go. Mm. Because mm-hmm. like, we're naturally, maybe not Brigham, but we're, I mean, we're like, <laughs> you know. I'll be the most overweight, that's for sure. Well, there's not many fat Japanese guys unless they're sumo. <laughs> like their diet oh is apparently fattening, you know. No. We got off and track. That, um, so anything else you want to do this year, Brigham? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, My make bad. more knives. Make more knives. That's really what it comes down to. I want to I want to make more, make more knives. quality yeah. knives. Maybe even start selling them. Yeah. More knives you're proud of. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the more knives you make, the more that'll happen. So that's awesome. Um, 2024 for me. Uh, I'm really excited to go to Blade again. Um, that was such a phenomenal experience. I'm really looking forward to Blade Atlanta 2024. Um, honestly, I, I really think that I'm just going to be kind of continuing on what I'm doing now, which is trying to take less orders of more complicated builds and just trying to improve my skills um, on more complex knives so i've got my my order right now reflect that so i'm really happy with that um quality over quantity i think is going to be my goal for 2024 um i probably won't be doing any shows this year i said that last year um but i did end up doing quite a few markets and stuff um but the the amount of just unnecessary stress with those is um i would much rather have less orders and just be doing more fun things that I want to be doing. This isn't um, this isn't a full time job for me. So I want to be able to focus on the things that are going to improve my skills and allow me to keep moving forward and learning things. And I would also love to take a class. Um, there are a couple people in my area who do classes. It's just a matter of me reaching out and finding out what their schedules are like, and me having cash on hand to be able to pay for a class because I don't want to. You know, any class that I would want to go to would be worth spending a decent amount of money on. So uh, I would love to be able to do that because um, there's just no replacement for learning. You know, you can figure things out on your own, but like Brigham was saying, you don't know what you don't know. And that thing, you know, that applies to knife making as well. So I would love to take some classes and um, yeah, 
that's all I can really think of for 2024. Honestly, it's kind of daunting to me just like looking out at 2024 and just being like, what am I going to do this year? Like it's, you know, it's like looking into a void. Um, so trying not to look at things like looking into the void, that's going to be um, a goal of mine. And yeah. another, another goal is, you know, just continuing to go to the gym every single freaking day. Um, I've gotten to the point where I'm actually starting to, you know, I go to the gym for my mental health, not my physical health. Um, but if I was able to start eating a little bit better than it could be for my physical health as well. And I've actually started to notice I've, I've been working and trying to eat a little bit better and eating enough is another big problem for me is, um, you know, I work out and I burn all these calories and then I don't replace them. Just silly. Um, so I ran into that. I was having that issue a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it can yep. be tough. I just wasn't eating eat. enough. And then all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, <laughs> like, yeah. Start exactly. getting dizzy. You're like, am I about to die? Is this it? Is this the moment? <laughs> and then you realize you just need to, you know, eat something. <laughs> yeah. Hangry is a real thing, dude. Like it, it really oh, yeah. is. So, um, but anyways, yeah, so I'm actually starting to uh, see an improvement over the last few months of, of working out. I'm actually, you know, physically um, gaining muscle and, and bulking up a little bit. I weigh I weigh more than I've ever weighed in my entire life, and I don't have very much fat on me. So that's a good sign. Um, so continued improvement with that, continuing improvement with my mental health. And that's part of going to the gym and, and part of just mental discipline of – keeping my brain in check and not letting it spiral out of control. And I, you know, after talking to a couple different people, including uh, our boys from Ameribraid, you know, keeping it in that mind step of one step at a time, you know, every day getting slightly better, you know, working on that spiral. We're always going around in circles, but if you make that spiral go up instead of going down, then you're always getting slightly better than you were the day before. And that's a huge thing for me. And uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to improving a lot of different areas this year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be working my hardest to make it happen. Fuck yeah! So, uh, was it in between shows last week or on the main or after show that we caught a glimpse of fucking Jeremy's ripped abs? Oh yeah, that was in between shows. I think. Oh my god, dude! Jeremy Ballaball, four nineteen forging. I felt bad about myself. He, he took his hoodie off and we caught a glimpse of his abs. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's unnatural. There, he, That dude is ripped. I know he is only 150 pounds, but I was like, I feel horrible about myself. That's that terrible. Was, uh, it was like when, uh, I slept on the bunk over Colton at Blade Show, who's a professional was... bodybuilder. I'm like, I am not changing my shirt in front of you, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> This is well, embarrassing. even walking into the house when they were there, I was like, wow, I'm short and fat. I knew that standing <laughs> next to them. It's like, what the hell? They're not even half my age and freaking ripped and taller than me. And... They always talk about ladies having unreal body expectations. Wait till you hang out with those guys. Yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, great guys, though. Great guys. Awesome guys. I'm, I'm putting down the cake. Yeah. <laughs> No more late night bowls of cereal for me. Like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no homo. We all we all need to go to the gym more. That's yes, we everybody do. needs As to go country. to the gym. As a country. Yeah. yeah. I think we well, should teach and... martial arts in school. I think it should be Dude. mandatory. 
I got to tell you guys, I am not looking forward to the gym tomorrow because <laughs> you want to talk about so bad in there. <laughs> so when I when I do my little stories in the morning, I talk about the weak willed. OK, so the weak willed are the people who go to the gym on Monday, a little bit on Tuesday and then Wednesday. Um, yeah, maybe they'll go. But then Thursday and Friday, they'll be like, eh, no, I, I went Monday and Tuesday. You know, it's it's good. And then, you know, they take Thursday and Friday off and then maybe they'll come back to the gym Monday. It's this cycle that happens every single week. Well, it's the same thing in the year. They get all gung ho and they think, oh, new year, new me. They're going to go to the gym and all of January, that gym is going to be freaking packed and I won't be able to lift any of the weights that I want to lift because some weak willed freaking minor. Just call uh, them Brigham's. Call them Brigham's. No, that's, that's me. <laughs> no, oh, and I will I'm not call change. them Brigham's. They're fitness <laughs> virtue signalers. I don't think Ooh. that's even the case. They're just weak willed. If they had will yeah. and they had the power to do what they needed to do, they go to the gym Twice. all year long, yeah. but they don't, but they don't. They're not there in December. They're not there in September. They're not there in July. They're not even there in March. They're only there in January and February, taking up space and getting in my way. And then they'll fall off and then they'll go back right to their old habits and they never commit to anything. And if that's the way they want to live their lives, God bless them. I hope they do well. Bitches, man. You can just say it. (laughs) They're bitches. They are. You're right. I can't say shit. I haven't set foot in the gym in years. I have this weird thing about <coughs> working out in front of people. But that's fine. At least you don't tell yourself, oh, I'm going to be a new year, new me. And like, this is the year I'm going to change and then not do it. You yeah, know, today's Sunday. Tomorrow's Monday. It's going to be the same exact thing it was last week. Right. And these people aren't going to change either. They're going to tell themselves they're going to change and then they're not going to. I when love I started- Brian House's perspective on this. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, no, <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you had the willpower to change, you would have done it in November. Yesterday. You would have done it in October. You would have done it in July. But you it's don't have the willpower. It's not too late, though. It's not too late for us, Brigham. It's, it's never not. too late for somebody to change their mind and to try and have the mental discipline to do what needs to be done. But the people who do it January 1st, I would say 95% of them don't. They're using an arbitrary day that they think has power that will force them to change. But nobody can force you to change. Only you can change yourself. And if you have the power and if you have the mental discipline to do it, you'll do it on a fucking Tuesday in July. You're not going to choose some arbitrary date like New Year's and that's going to magically change your life. You have to do it. You have to have the willpower to do it. What about Chinese New Year? Isn't that a different day? I don't know when that is, but I don't either. It doesn't matter if you're just picking some arbitrary day to th- and thinking that that's what's going to do it for you. It's not going to do it for you. You have to be willing to put in the work and yeah. you have to make the commitment to do it. You guys are making Noah mad now. Yeah. <clears throat> we should probably uh, move on to an after. Show. Oh, let's talk about lasers <laughs> in the after show. Oh, uh, yeah. Lasers. Guys, thanks for listening to my rant about that. I apologize. I've <clears throat> uh, got a little bit uh, worked <laughs> up there. lost them all four minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, fuck you, skinny. Uh, After I got ranting about, I ranted for like two minutes about the bodies of other men. That was. 
Yep. And then we just finished it off. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you all for listening. Uh, We appreciate all of you guys supporting us this year, honestly, Uh, whether we're ranting or whether we're having really good conversations with all the awesome guests that we talked about, um, bringing you guys some knowledge, some entertainment, some value um, through our guests, through our random banter. Um, You know, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have people listening to it. So, I mean, even if you're just listening to this, we appreciate you. It doesn't matter if you share our stuff or support us on Patreon. We appreciate you guys listening and we hope you get enough out of it to make it worth your while. So thank you all. And we will see you in 2024. Bye. Bye everybody. (laughs) Good job, Ryan. Thanks.